This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A Utini Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond the expanded universe. I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And now, it's time to collect those credits. As you will. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. All right. What is up, everyone? Hi. Happy Sunday. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to Bounty Hunt, a Utini Network podcast where we hunt down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe. I'm one of your hosts today, Eric Eilerson, and joining me are two lovely gentlemen. Uh, first of all, we have Dr. Curry Hilton. I can't do an Omega voice. Dr. Curry Hilton's here. What's up, man? I don't know if we have audio. Nope. Do we not? We do not. Nope, we nope. don't. Look at that. Wow. Look at this. Look, look at this. Wow. You see this? Look at this. There's no bars. There's no audio. how this happened. Hold on. Ah! No! <laughs> No! No! <laughs> All right, <laughs> fix this. All right, All right. hold on. Just, we'll do mime work. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have a. I don't know sign language. All right, we're gonna react. Okay, we're gonna do the whole on. intro. Go. You? I don't know. It's broken. All right, it's broken. So here I am. Wait. Um, waiting for the stream I, mix. I. Let's see. Hi. I'm. I'm we're live, Caitlin. My name is Rick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what uh, I do. Bounty hunt. Broadcast stream um, mix. All right. I don't understand. Why is this? This. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Gross. Oh, my God. Gross. No. Why? <laughs> why? Because there's no sound. That's why. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me. Uh. I know how to sign uh, this is Corey's fault. <laughs> Let's see here. We'll do this is Corey's <clears throat> fault. Is it all just spelling the letters? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. All right, let's go back. This is Corey's here. fault. <laughs> all right, all right, just leave it on. Leave it on me. Leave it on me. All right, we're going to get through this together. All of us. Because Corey rewired his whole thing. I knew this would happen. This oh, wait, would it happen. works? To me, it says it works. I'm not hearing oh, anything. I YouTube, think I though. see it now. Wait, hold on. Oh. It's too loud. <clears throat> is it coming? Oh, oh yeah, there it is. All right, I have green bars. Oh, oh hold on. Have... All right. It works. All right. Hold on. Don't change anything. It's working. Gotta... It's working. Under, under mics. Yep. Looks like it's working. <clears throat> it's working. Uh, it's, it's working. working. <laughs> it should be working. I see oh, the my bars, God. I... so. You guys hear us? Oh now? my god, my shirt is so pity already. I don't like that. All right. Do you want to yeah, skip back to the beginning? Yeah. All right. <laughs> everyone that was here, don't, don't, don't spoil it for everyone that missed it. We'll edit this one in the final thing. Let's all pretend now it's ten minutes ago, and let's go back to the intro video, and then I'll do the whole thing like this never happened. All right. You promise? Let's do that. Mm -hmm. Here we go. I'm not really sure why it happened. It was showing the broadcast mic. I don't know. I think it's like, like it's like the computer forgot what all the go and sell our inputs are. That's why the sound wasn't working either. So I guess I'm gonna go back and rebuild all those. It sucks. Yep. Welcome officially to Bounty Hunt, a Utini Network podcast where we hunt down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe. 
I am one of your hosts on this glorious Sunday morning slash afternoon slash evening. Uh, I'm Eric Eilerson. Joining me are two great fellas, one who just fixed all of our sound, Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, man. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I rewired everything, uh, all my, my whole desktop set up and i have this i have a pretty sweet setup now and everything is all nicely organized and everything but i changed all my wiring underneath my desk and we knew it they called it they called it uh, <laughs> charles i think was specifically called it yesterday said everything yep, is gonna charles. go to shit. nothing is gonna work <laughs> and it was all working right before we went live and then suddenly it wasn't so here we are so let's just pretend like that never happened all right that's right now it works now it's great you're here also <laughs> wes jenkins is here with his glorious astros poster in the back as always hello everyone it covers the uh the drywall scrapes so <laughs> as of right now that's what we got soon it'll be changed to something else but um welcome good uh good morning good afternoon good evening on a sunday um, good evening or monday if you live in australia maybe that's yeah, I think that sounds right. <laughs> that how, that yeah. Before we yeah, get into yeah, Bounty Hut though, Wes, we gotta give you props. I don't know if y'all saw this on the YouTube channel earlier this week. Wes streamed four <laughs> hours of Battlefront 2 on Friday night. It was, was epic. It was really good. <clears throat> um, Once you yeah, found a game at least. It was almost like uh like it wasn't four hours. I mean, it went by pretty quickly. And I probably no, yeah. could have pl kept playing because I had, I hadn't played it in about six months, and it's still super fun. I know, like yeah. Oh, they have, and there's so many different uh like there's so many different game modes you can play. So I yeah. went I just went through the regular game modes like Galactic Assault, and then uh, Starfighter Assault. Right? No, I did not play Starfighter. Assault. <laughs> I, actually, that, I almost played. I, I kind of played. I kind of played Starfighter Assault. <laughs> so I I got into an X-wing during Supremacy, and I immediately crashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was a it was a, a direct replication of the of what it's like to play Starfighter Assault. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So you were assaulted, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, correct. Okay. But it game was, super, is, it was still game super is fun. fun. I had you I had you pulled up on my monitor for a little while while I was doing my rewiring, and then I started unplugging stuff, and you disappeared. I'm like, where did Wes go? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I unplugged oh. my monitor. <laughs> I unplugged fault. literally everything. It's my fault. But I did pull you over my phone and watch a lot of it there for a little while. And it was fun, man. I mean, I went back and played it like after I finished wiring everything because you got me jacked up to play Battlefront. Holds up. Yeah, good. it does very well. And the, the campaign, the campaign's really good. I started the campaign yesterday. Uh, oh, I had, sweet. I was like bored between, I had a bunch of no-shows in a row with my patients and I was bored and didn't have anything to do. So I pulled up, <laughs> I pulled up the, the, the campaign for Battlefront and played like the first little mission. It's, Strong stuff, man. The yeah. intro is really, really good to that game. Yeah. So one thing all y'all switch back to is uh, is the regular Battlefront, <laughs> the the one that came out right before this Battlefront Two. They have uh they have a lot of good maps on there too that I haven't played before. I got it mm -hmm. on PlayStation, but I never played it. So, but I bought really? it on uh I bought it on um <clears throat> I think Galaxy or I bought it I didn't yeah. buy it on um on the other platforms, but. I got it on my computer, so I think I'm gonna, I'm that, gonna run those. That, maps. The ATAT -AT, like map type is the only yep, one that's, yep. that's like I ever played because it's so much fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep an eye out, folks. Game night is back with a vengeance. Very excited for more of that. It's gonna be on Friday nights. And hey, you know what? Keep your eye out in the Discord. Uh, a bunch of us are gonna try to get back into playing Battlefront more. We'll we'll be pinging people on various platforms. Very excited. But today. I'm even more excited because we got another episode of The Bad Batch. If this is your first bounty hunt, welcome. You got a longer intro than usual, and I hope you liked it. I hope you like our faces because we're going to be talking all about the latest episode of The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 9, Bounty Lost. 
This is your overall spoiler warning. We're going to be talking about what happens in the episode. We might talk about things from other animated shows if they factor in. So just proceed at your own risk. We'll be doing a brief recap, and then we'll be talking about some things we loved. All that good stuff. So, to begin episode 9. Uh, we began the episode with the Bad Batch escaping from Braca with Crosshair all bandaged up hot on their heels. Uh, we then go back to Cad Bane, who has Omega, and he calls his contact... Prime Minister Lama Su, who says that Tan Wei, Tan Wei, we'll meet him. Tan Wei's here. We'll meet him on Borovio for a pickup of Omega, the bounty they, they put out. Lama Su then tells Nala Say, a lot of Kaminoans in this episode, that Omega will be, in fact, be terminated on the pickup. Nala Say does not like that. She feels very close to Omega. But then go back to the Bad Batch, who calls Sid about who Cad Bane is. They want some information. And while Sid knows of his reputation, she cannot find him. But Tech then reveals what we've all been wondering, why Omega is so special. She is the second ever pure genetic clone of Django Fett. She's got the template just like Boba, so they need her to continue the cloning process for all the clones. Back on Cad Bane's ship, Omega manipulates Toto360, poor little guy, just wants his leg fixed, to escape her cell once they arrive on Borovio, and then she goes into the abandoned cloning station. Finally, Cad Bane apprehends Omega, but discovers a dead Tonwi, very sad, rip, because she's been taken down by Fennec Shand, which leads to our epic, freaking epic bounty hunter battle between Cad Bane and Fennec Shand with blasters, with thermal detonators, with hand-to-hand, fa-fa-fa-fa, freaking awesome. During all of that, Omega hides in the facility and discovers a bunch of clones in vats, looked to be left over from old Kaminoan experiments, but she is able to get a weak signal out to the Bad Batch, telling them where to find her. Omega then eventually escapes the station and is rescued by the Batch, who, like, grab her in midair from their ship. It's freaking awesome. And they tell her they will never let her go back to Kamino. They're going to protect her. They know the Kaminoans are after her. There's going to be a ton of bounty hunters. Doesn't matter. Hunter promises she'll be safe. Fennec Shen and Cad Bane both survive their fight. They leave the planet, and Fennec Shan reveals that she was hired by Nala Say to keep Omega safe, confirming that the Kaminoans have their own secret bounty hunter fight in the background. All right, fellas, as we always do, one to ten. How do you feel about this one? Corey, I'll start with you. If anything happens to Omega, I'll kill everyone in this room and then myself. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely this was we're three for three with like phenomenal episodes back to back, man. Like we're in the stretch, man. This is awesome. Yeah, as as soon as we finished it, Caitlin said this was her favorite episode. She absolutely loved this one. Like this one was so good. We have we got so much new stuff about Omega this episode. Yeah, a lot of new bounty hunt hunter stuff, like a new planet with like creepy cloning stuff that like I yep. really thought for a hot second was gonna like somehow connect to Rise of Skywalker. Like it was crazy. Oh, we'll get there. Crazy stuff, man. <laughs> Wes, what about you? Did you rate it, Corey? You gotta get your number. Oh my number. Nine <laughs> Read point, the metrics. Nine point. Uh, 9.7 solid that's solid solid that's like super high that's yeah really that's good. amazing all right Wes what do you have all like right. a 6.8 or something uh yeah <laughs> 2.4 um, no using, I, a, I, using I, a new Utini scale <laughs> don't you start god all right so um I I really enjoyed it I'm a big Cad Bane fan so this one kind of is ranked up higher for me um I liked the I mean the battle overall between uh Cad Bane and Phoenix Shan was oh, amazing. So I mean, cool. we don't we got it twice. We didn't we didn't get just one. We got two of them. 
So um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. So I, I give this one a, I give this one a 9.1. Hmm. That's very That's solid. solid. Yeah. Good. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, I'm going to go out 9.5 on this one. I also loved it. I, I agree with Corey. We are in a stretch of three back to back to back absolute bangers of episodes. And I loved how they incorporated like stuff from Clone Wars and Mandalorian, right? With, with Cad Bane and mm -hmm. Fennec, but it's still very clearly the Bad Batch show. Like, uh -huh. I think in, in previous shows, sometimes the cameos have like overwhelmed a little bit and we've kind of lost the identity of shows when other characters show up. But this is now really feeling like one complete universe. Like it's really doing a great yeah, job is. integrating mm -hmm. all the characters. And like you said, I'm so glad Omega is the star. She is far and away becoming one of the best new characters, I think. Like, because a lot of times it takes some time to establish the new ones, like an Ezra or someone else. But Omega is just really really doing a great job in this show uh yeah absolutely loved it so let's let's jump into west what you were already talking about for our first main thing that fight between fennec shan and cad bane i mean it was a lot of the episode and it was like we saw cad bane blast hunter out of nowhere right this guy yeah. is tough and fennec shan also kind of beat the crap out of him so what right. did this kind of say about where these characters are and just aesthetically how'd you guys like this compared to other fights we've gotten in the bad batch i know um I'll start. Uh, Do it. You can tell like the different fighting styles, right? So Cad Bane had his he he had his uh his pistols and he had like his that one I guess the one uh grenade that he had thrown. But you could see Finnish Sand was using more of her kicks and her jumps and her leaps mm -hmm. and stuff, and that was that was really cool to see. And <laughs> not only that we saw it in the cartoon or the animation, but we all we've also seen it in in uh, in live action too. So we know yeah, exactly right. what. Kind of what her fighting style is so that's that's what i that took away from that whole uh fight scene it was great i love yeah. that yeah we've, we've seen yeah. the 360 no scopes that fennec shan does in the mandalorian <laughs> yeah for sure no i i absolutely loved all that fight my i think my favorite one of my favorite lines i think even in the show so far is when uh when they first start and they're like standing off each other and and cad bane tells fennec shan she says he said you, you don't have enough experience to face off against me like mm -hmm. Oh. I was like, oh my god! Like, he, like he said what we're all thinking, and it was just nice to see that. Like, it wasn't some dumb cheesy line. It was just yeah, right, straight up bounty hunter to bounty hunter. I am way more professional than you, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I loved and that. She's that like, was so good. Okay, the pure yeah. dig, pure <laughs> yeah. dig. Yeah, test me, test me. We'll see yeah. how it goes. And I love that. I, I agree with everything you guys are saying, and I also like the fact that it was a one-on-one -on -one fight that sprawled so much. Like they clearly each used all the weapons in their arsenal in a way that I do like Ked Bane's like I have more I have more experience than you, but I still respect you and I'm not gonna underestimate you. Right. And I liked how they're like, cool, we're gonna do weapons back and forth. Then we'll do hand to hand back and forth. And also where's Omega? And who has to get Omega? And also like there's just so much so many great environments that they used. Which leads back to what we've talked about in our first couple episodes as they're making complete environment planets for every episode, which has to be yeah. so freaking expensive. I know. So much yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. I know. But a lot I, of research I, has to go into that. And I loved this place because y'all, I was like, this looks like Camino, and I'm like, oh my god, the Kaminoans just move planet to planet. Like this right. is brand new, isn't it? We didn't know about this. I thought we were on Cloud City for uh, yeah, a hot yeah, me minute. too. Did, did this really planet? Did. did this planet have like an ocean? Floor, Not that I saw. I guess? Not that I, I saw either. So. Okay. No, it seemed like it was just they. They appear to like basically rebuild these like pod places mm -hmm. and they just move planet to planet. So maybe this is why we don't hear about Camino because they just went to the next place. That yeah. they're like, they're like cloners yeah. without borders. They just keep right. on moving over. 
to be to be clear too this is a brand new planet i just pulled this up on on wikipedia this has never been done before cool. like so the only con yeah the only content on wikipedia is like from the episode so okay. sweet we've never seen this before like so there's so much new lore here right like yeah, there's like for real like, like this tells us so much like but for first of all the kaminoans are not like exclusively on kamino i guess like that's nope. what you were saying a second ago like I thought yeah. they were, a, aren't they a water species? Like we saw them underwater riding that thing in Attack of the Clones now. So I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like so confused about the Kaminoans now. And like, can we talk about the cloning facility too for a minute? Yeah, let's because, go there. Let's go there. Like, <laughs> like when, all right, first of all, when Omega knocked over that, that vat and it like busted and, and was like all over her, all of us were like, gross. And of then Finnick, Finnick Shan was like, gross. Like, it was <laughs> it fantastic. Is yeah, it's fantastic to see that sort of like realism in the show. And like, what was that? Was that a Kaminoan in there? Okay, can I, hot take, my hottest take right now, right out the gate. Me. That looked a little like Snoke to me, and I think this is the prototype for what Snoke became, and I think it's possible that the Kaminoans' next planet they go to is Exegol. That's my theory. Holy crap, that, that is a I know. God. <laughs> but like this this really like tall, yeah. slimy boy, very like larger Snoke head. was huge. Larger head. Slimy, larger head. He's a slimy boy. Slimy I mean, boy. <laughs> again, this is a hot take. That's it a, is wild, but that's a great take. That is, you know? Oh yeah. If they're just going planet to planet, why don't we hear about them? Could it be because Palpatine secretly shipped them all to Exegol? I don't know. I'm going to see if I can find a screenshot of the clone of the clone. <laughs> Maybe. Now, 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 now I want to know. Now I want to know. Yeah. Er okay. Mr. Mr. Eric, manage your expectations. Don't theorize. Yeah. And I'm like, Maybe it's all Exegol. Who knows? <laughs> like, but before all this, yes. so that, <laughs> so, so that, that clone of something had fallen on Phoenix Shand. This mm -hmm. place has been abandoned for years, maybe. So there's yeah. no. I don't know. I Prior to Clone War, at least, I would assume. Right. So then, like, the power hasn't been on until Omega had turned something on earlier. Right. The smell coming out of that thing. Oh, had God, been right. Atrocious. Uh, just a little bit of throw up from Phoenix Shan would have been great. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> she literally vomits. Oh, my God. <laughs> then it becomes the Family Guy clip where she vomits, and then Omega vomits, and then Cat Bane runs, and then he vomits. Oh, my God. Hold my disgusting. ears. Hold my ears. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that'd be ooh. Uh, Carson, the chat puts up a great point. Says I think at least it's definitely connected the cloning involving Snoke and whatever the plan is for Grogu. Because remember that guy had the Kaminoan um, thing on his arm. The doctor that was trying to get Grogu. Uh -huh. So like mm. we have a lot of stuff involving possibilities True. of cloning going yeah, on is. right now in Star Wars. Which also, I mean, hey, we're all prequels kids as we grew up, right? I mean, let's go. The prequels were important. The cloning was not just for the Clone Wars. You know, I love how that's mm. being put in because it's such an interesting moral dilemma all the time. Like, the fact that the Kaminoans are arguing back and forth between, like, we need to get her back to be safe. No, we need to get her back because she's a genetic marker. And also, are we going planet to planet and just secretly illegally cloning throughout the galaxy? Like, right. how deep How deep does this go? I don't know. You know? Man. Yeah, <clears throat> like... This is the biggest oh, what? rabbit hole we could go through. Oh, yeah, it's, dude, it's Disney Plus. <laughs> you can't screen share Disney Plus. Oh, holy crap. Apparently, you cannot screen share Disney Plus. It's black on the screen, but on my nope. screen, it's not. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, good to know. Good to know. I guess I'll I'll pull a screenshot from it. And we'll yeah. It. So it's possible. I mean, again, it, it might not be. It might not work at all, and it might be just a totally coincidence, coincidental thing. But regardless if it ties into Rise of Skywalker or not, I really love the idea 
that the Kaminoans are mobile. And they're not even Kaminoans no. anymore, I guess, right? They're like, what are, it, they, what are they named? I'm like, I'm pretty sure that, all right, I, I even try screenshotting like a screen clip. It's all nope, disabled. Can't do it. Yeah, I can't it, it do goes anything. Black. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. All right, anyway, it's definitely a Kaminoan. Like the, the body is definitely is a Kaminoan. Yeah. Wait, like guys, it's... are they the Grisk? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, no. See, now oh I'm my look God. At it. Yeah, I oh, know. It's gross. All right. If you want to look at it, it's at 1643 is the timestamp of the episode where it's like a really good shot okay, of the cool. body and stuff. So interesting. I've, I have okay. definitely shown screenshots of this before on the show. So I don't know why it's suddenly disabled. They must have recently built that. Done something. Functionality. But yeah. anyway, Disney. Thanks, Very guys. long, very long and slender. All right. So speaking of, of, of cloning now, though, let's also talk about the, the Omega revelation in this. We finally found out she's not force sensitive. She's not specially mutated. She's actually as least mutated as you can possibly get. She's literally yeah. Boba Fett's sister, essentially. Right. So how, how did that hit you guys now knowing that all the <clears throat> theories about if she's going to be a Jedi or whatever? Like, no, mm. she's just a genetic like replicant. Right. What do you think about that? Why do they do this? Like, I'm so interested in why this exists in the first place. Like, well, Jango's you know, dead, you know. Well, we've had blood. we have had like a lot of references to like the pure genetic code through, yeah, through. Like, there's like Clone Wars episodes. Remember where the episode where Grievous attacked Kamino? It's like the it's the yep. 99 like uh, arc, right? And they're like oh. trying to get to the central computer oh, because man. that's where the pure DNA is like stored and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. don't they have more pure DNA? Like, why do they have to have Omega in the first place? I don't know. It's very interesting. I don't think we're done with it. I don't think this is just no. Uh, oh no, absolutely I not. I don't think this is like all right. That's it. That's why she's important. She's the pure DNA. I don't think it's as simple as that. I think it's got to be more than that. I mean. Uh, I don't know. I think it could go a couple different ways. I think we could get. I like if she's a pure genetic. I, I like if she, she's the template because they said that you know Boba Fett has disappeared after the Clone Wars. Like he's gone, so he, she's the only way the Kaminoans can now get more of Jango Fett's exact genetic code, or like yeah. unfiltered, un, unmutated. And it brings up the idea now that if she does that, whatever happens at the end of the Bad Batch. Does this open up for her to factor into the book of Boba Fett? Do we get a family yeah. reunion if she's mm -hmm. aging normally? Like, does she show up other places? I think that their decision to do this has opened up the possibilities of this single character. Now they age normally. Yeah. To be involved yeah. in a lot of other things. There's so many connections. It's, this is kind of, this kind of reminds me of, of Jurassic Park, right? So it's life will find a way. <laughs> yeah. Dino DNA. <laughs> <laughs> we start with Boba, who is the like direct descendant, if you will, to uh, to Jango Fett, and then whatever happens all the way through the line, and then you get another perfect clone species, but it's a female. Mm -hmm. It's different. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's such a cool idea, and I and I love the idea that you know I know like you said, Corey, we we might find out more stuff about her. But I'm also glad that they didn't go, well, she's actually force sensitive because like, yeah. who's not, you know, at this been, point, right? I, so, I still, I still think that would have been kind of dumb. I'm glad they didn't, uh, you know, not everything has to be about the force in Star Wars. So I appreciate yeah. that, like that they've not going that direction. And I still want to know more about what this, what this whole deal is. And, you know, to get like, you, okay, we can't, you can't be too realistic. When we're talking about Star Wars, right? But to get medical, to get medical about it. Let's go. Like go. Uh, the fact that, that Omega is a, is a female and her genetic code is made her female mm -hmm. is medically interesting because dna is not like it's not as simple as as 
flipping one switch and it goes from male to female. There's a lot right. of changes that happen in DNA for this to, to happen, right? So she's not really a pure copy of Django. Like, mm -hmm. not really. I mean, she's different. I mean, the fact that she's female at all, like, makes her hugely yeah. interesting. So I don't I don't know what the what the story is gonna I I think we're I think we're not done with it. But the fact that the fact that Kaminoan, that one what's her name? The Kaminoan, it's not Tonway. What's Nala her name? Say. Nala Say wants to protect her and then Lamasu wants to kill her. It's so fascinating. Like why? What the hell is happening yeah. here? Rental. Like I don't know. Something interesting is is going on and I feel yeah. like they're I feel like they're filling in the gaps from the 15 minutes that we got about on uh, Attack of the Clones cuz that was sure. brand brand new to us. Then we got they drop a um they drop the uh, what's the what's the guy's name that that uh, the Jedi's name that that called him in. Sifidius. Yeah, Sifidius. We had the Sifidius yeah. drop. And yeah, then, right. And then like it was like where did this all come from? And then I think that we're getting this this is all coming out help yeah. through the animated show, which is great cuz we finally yeah. get some answers to something that we've all had questions about. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And, and Ton Ton Wei being in the show really made the episode for me. Yeah. Like Ton Wei's here. Oh, I know. Not anymore. Right. And it, I think <laughs> it was I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same voice, you know, I'm correct yeah, if I'm wrong, so. but like they either they must have used either original Excuse me. I must have used at least original audio, or they had the actress come back in and do it again. But like, it was cool. That's cool. I love really getting solid. these throwbacks. Like, it's all connected. It's great. Yeah, I I really loved it. And also, I saw a thing online that I'm I'm not gonna go too far deep into because I feel like I'm not necessarily as qualified to as some other people. But people were bringing up the idea that Omega being a clone of Django yet being a female could also be a possible open up to a to her being like part of the trans community depending on like how they want to do that like I, I i forget the exacts and i don't want to like speak out of school as like a just a regular cis dude but i know that some people were like oh that's interesting because it's bringing up the idea of gender and sex and like i don't know if they're gonna go down that way but again if you if you're in that community and that's how you want to read it like mark hamill said way back when they're like if you think luke is gay then of course he's gay it's whatever like it's kind of <laughs> cool that they're at least opening right. the idea of that conversation so canon and head canon plays a very interesting role in this yeah for sure absolutely uh now i want to ask you guys we got omega back at the end of this episode <clears throat> so she's, she only spent one episode away from the bash did you think it was going to be longer mm, i didn't really think so you know i i really enjoyed how somewhat traumatizing it was it sounds horrible i i i love how I traumatized trauma she was. Dr. Corey Helton. <laughs> it was let me rephrase that it was very good writing and made for very good storytelling that they made this experience for her like traumatizing i think because yeah, like she she totally. cried she cried at the end when she was reunited with 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 you know bad batch and like i feel like in a lot of these shows with child protagonists they really just totally blow off the fact that they're a child like, shake it off real fast they're like, they're like no it's like really I'm, I'm fine it's all good but like she was like scared and they played yeah. that up really good and that was awesome i think it made for it made it i was emotional like it made me a little misty-eyed the whole that whole scene when they were reunited and stuff it was good it was really good it showed uh and they also pointed out the fact that she still thought hunter was dead until she heard from him right when she was oh like, yeah she goes hunter, hunter? and yeah. i was like oh she yeah. still thought that he that he was dead and she's like oh yeah. my god that probably that probably took a huge weight off of her shoulders For maybe sure. gave her a little boost too to like 
do a couple of crazy things to get into that escape pod. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, she and was incredibly confident this entire yeah, episode. Yeah, she did a great job. Yes. The I way felt she, like, like a proud parent watching her. I'm like, yeah, go, make a good job. <laughs> yeah, she activated the computer system. She tipped the vat over onto onto uh, Phoenix Shan. Shan. She uh -huh. called. She called. She tricked the droid. Like, man, she's like really, really good. I I, I loved that it. it was very yeah. creative. It wasn't just. It wasn't simple storytelling. She really had yeah. a lot of interesting skills this episode. It was good. Yeah, because like Cad Bane is, it, this is a guy, and I think what they did really nicely here, I'm going to start that sentence over. A lot of times they can take really established characters and then weaken them to make the new ones look better in some fictions. I like how they did not do that here. Cad Bane was not weak or an idiot yeah. in any way during this episode. Agreed. Omega was actually just very good. And Cad Bane was trying to catch her while also fighting a bounty hunter by himself while all, like while also doing all these different things. And I really enjoyed how she was able to get away from him yet almost, I mean, she almost crashed. Like it didn't go perfectly. You mm -hmm. know, the bad batch got to swoop in and grab her, which I thought was great. A great moment. I'm glad Wrecker was the one to get her. Good old uncle Wrecker. Always loved <laughs> him, but it was just really nicely handled. And I, I do wonder Corey, to your point, if we're going to see her, either suffer the effects of getting taken over the next few episodes. Cause like she said, they're never going to stop. People are at, like, people are after me my whole life, you know, and that's never going to stop. That's gotta be hard. Or is she going to get a little more jaded to it as time goes on? And I think both would be interesting to look at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Now, Wes, you brought in a picture in our slack, uh, before we did this episode showing how a certain character <sighs> on the bad batch might resemble another certain character. Uh, in Star Wars, and I like to throw that up now if we like, because <laughs> yeah. I think this is interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What, an all right. Down, what an excellent <laughs> picture of Dingar, though. Let's just—it's like his only picture of yeah. Dingar. So, Wes, this is this is your this is your uh, your horrible brainchild. Walk us through this. So, I, I I ran across this on Twitter earlier this morning, and I was like, wait a second. That, <laughs> I mean, that kind of resembles. Yeah, I mean, they both have the top of the head is bandaged, right? This is called uh, Crosshair and Dengar, by the way, for our audio yeah, listeners. I'm sorry, Crosshair and Dengar. Crosshair's, uh, he has the bandage on top of his head and come covering his uh, his left eye. And then Dengar has the band a lot of bandage going on, on the top of his head. I don't even know if that's a bandage. Is that a bandage? It could be just like a type of headwear. You don't, we don't I'm know. Not sure. Who's to say? Yeah. Honestly, so, it's probably the prop it's, it's, they had on set that day. Let's be real. This is a Star Wars in the 70s. Dengar the two... is actually a professional chef, and that's what hides the mouth <laughs> that's underneath. <laughs> it's, but the two pictures, they closely resemble. So you have the bandaging on Crosshair, and you have the bandaging on Dengar, or the headpiece on Dengar, whatever you want to call it. But it looks similar, and they're both, they're both kind of in the bounty hunter family, right? That's possible. Crosshair's, it's possible. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a far fetch, but it, it's fun to speculate. That's yeah, <laughs> it's that's exactly the vibe of that. When I when I first saw that, when Wes sent it, I was like, oh yeah, I could see. Because I've also been seeing like, you know, whenever we see someone with a giant white bandage, if you're if you've been a classic bounty hunters fan, you're gonna think Dengar. Right. And you know what? If if Crosshair becomes Dengar, fun. If he doesn't, <laughs> all right, it was Dengar. Who like, cares? Yeah, who it cares? It's, it's, it's a fun visual nod, it's a, if nothing it's else. A, yeah, it's a long time to have a bandage on, though. You know, like Dengar, you can take those <laughs> bandages decades. off <laughs> no. anytime you want. You don't just I to gotta change them. Just keep adding to them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Now, speaking of uh, speaking of screenshots too, Wes was also able to pull me the screenshot of uh, don't, of don't the, tell anybody 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I happen uh, to have this screenshot uh, yeah. of the Dave Filoni mailed it to us. That's right. He did. <laughs> yeah. I think. I don't know. I think it's Snowkeef to me still. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's just, the head's too big for a Kaminoan for me. I don't. I don't know, man. For sure, it's can... definitely bigger than a Kaminoan's head. But it's is it it's a long, slender body? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the neck is shorter. So I mean, they're cloning. They're doing clone. They're cloning process, right? So they could be. Yeah, genetically making it's, it's disgusting. Whatever it is. Yeah, it's really vile. <laughs> Let's be clear. This is yeah. gross. I don't enjoy it. Ugh. Uh, so we say Phoenix Shand is. Let's say she's five six. How tall is this thing? Right. Nine huge. feet tall. Ten enormous. Feet tall. Yeah. I mean, look how big it is. It's, it's got to be huge. I mean, it's like almost double the her length. Yeah, like, like, it, like it's. Yeah. I mean, we'll see again, and and I think that that's the fun thing. <laughs> Harris in the chat. It looks like the aliens from Indiana Jones Four. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what? Wrong. It totally. Does. Hey, man, <clears throat> ET aliens were in Phantom Menace. So who's to or uh, Attack of the Clones? Yeah, that's right. Right? Is it Attack that's of the Clones right. in the Senate? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, loved that. Uh, yeah, and I guess we we ended a really cool place in this episode because Cad Bane loses all his money, so he's going to keep searching for Omega because he wants that his was credits. The, the, the worst part of the episode. That he like lost they, his money. He had the money. He had it. And then yeah. it just fell. And I was that's why I asked you in the beginning, is there like is it like a water planet? What's down can, there? I mean, What's down you there? can take half oh, a day. Listen, down Maz, Maz Kanata has Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, guys. <laughs> that has <laughs> never been explained. And that nope. fell to the abyss on Bespin. All right. So uh, his, his well, money's down there. You just gotta um, go get it. Just go get well, it. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, Corey, actually, if you read um, Charles Soule's 2020 Star Wars comic, they're talking about the lightsaber, and it goes to a different person, and um, 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 um. that story's being told there somewhere. But to your point. Simpsons comic book guy. Thank you. <clears throat> I think that's interesting, but I like how Ked Bane was like, ugh. God damn it. Like, so, he, <laughs> so he's still looking for her, which is I think we'll definitely see him again. And I like how <clears throat> Fennec Shan seems to just be on retainer. That's like, hey, just make sure she doesn't go to Camino again. That's like her only job. She's like, I can find them. And Nalsei is like, nah. Yeah. She's safe. That's, that's a pretty good score. <laughs> she didn't even have to do the whole job. She's like, yeah, yeah I got him. One to, fight. Yeah, I, I took him away from the guy. From one guy, another guy got him. But I don't have that's her right. ex technically. Like, that's <clears> fine. Here's your full pay. <laughs> How do Dear you get job? Their ships were really good too. It was about that part of the, oh, yeah. of the show Talk where we got, to, we got to notice that, like, Cad Bane's got this really crazy tricked out weaponized ship yep. and and phoenix shans is like sleek and narrow like it's cool like yeah i don't know if we've seen these ships before it's really good make them legos you cowards give them to <laughs> us <laughs> which is crazy so now looking ahead though we had the big bounty hunter fight omega's bad back with the batch and now it seems like we escaped from crosshair we've escaped from the bounty hunters but we are still on the run pretty decently yeah right and and Correct me if I'm wrong. They're still in a decent amount of debt to Sid, right? Like we, so. we never paid that back. We they, right. they didn't get any. Uh, they yeah. didn't get any weapons off of that. Yeah, anyway. right. It blew it up. Right, right. And we have at this point seven episodes left. We've we're nine in. We got mm -hmm. seven left, and it's Filoni, right? So there'll definitely be at least a two part finale. Mm -hmm. So going forward, do you think what do the what do you think is the next move? If you you're a hunter, right? You are sitting in the ship that i forget the name of you got omega back what's your next move i think i think this is entire experience has been a wake-up call for hunter that they are way too on their own out here by themselves and they're not mm. capable of protecting 
Omega, right? I mean, that was the whole conversation they had at the end of the episode. Is like, right? Like Omega tells Hunter that like you can't fight all of them, right? Well, yeah. We know somebody that maybe can fight all of them is the army that Rex is somehow connected to now, right? I think uh. they're gonna. I think they're gonna hook up with Rex, and I've been saying it this whole time. I think that's the direction the show is gonna go. I think they're gonna get hooked up with Rex and the rebellion and. <laughs> Bail Organa that Eric is holding up to the camera. <laughs> if someone, if only oh we had god. someone that could rally everyone together. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I love that. I love that you. Eric just has Bail Organa action figures on hand. He's at any on my given desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. But who I, knows? I, there may be other people that are <laughs> alongside them. It's Sabe. What the? <laughs> Shout out to Emma for that Secret Santa gift oh, last yeah, no, year. That is always on my desk. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good call, though. I think that sure. them... I, I, I like that idea of the wake-up call, of realizing that they can't do it on their own, is, is also a very hard thing, because as the Bad Batch in the Clone Wars, they were the epitome of, call us in when you're stuck, we'll do it on our own, and leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that you're totally right. That just doesn't work now when you don't have military support. And someone you care about, like Omega, is actually continuously being hunted because mm-hmm. they don't know that Fennec Shan was just uh, protecting her. As far as yep. they knew, there were two bounty hunters that wanted her dead. Yeah. That's right. And the way that they got, they had this show going, they had the, the beginning and then they had like the jobs, the, the jobs mm-hmm. for Sid. And then we have um, Crosshair and like, uh, and we had the guys from Baraka <clears throat> that were chasing after him. It, it's been a build. They can't, they're not yeah. going to go back to Sid to do a job here and there. It's going to be right, something right. That yeah, builds up that would, and like you like that would you surprise said, Corey, me. Yeah. They're gonna they're probably gonna take half the episode to to figure out what they want to do and how to gather themselves. And then event at the end of the episode, they they walk over to or they walk up yeah. to Rex and they're like, Hey yeah. Rex, we need help, man. I, I I'm gonna be surprised if we just go back to Sid and are just like we have a filler episode or two of yeah, like, I agree. let's do in some more job. Let's go rescue a baby Rancor again. Like that's gonna surprise yeah. me if that happens. And like, then, like, nah. she, she pops up at the very like the very last episode. It's like, hey, by the way, you owe me a million and a half credits. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, and then she and season she, two. <laughs> <laughs> that search for more money. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I think that's totally right. The momentum is is amping up. I think that's why we've also liked these last three episodes so much. That's what we started talking about at the beginning of this episode is that they've they've been incrementally increasing the stakes increasing the stakes increasing the stakes mm-hmm. and i think i mean from here on out i just think we're 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 at, we're at the top of the roller coaster and we're just we're shooting down we are gonna fly yeah. and mm-hmm. i'm guys i love this show I, I did not think so i thought good. this was a ridiculous it's idea phenomenal. i'll be straight up i thought it like why the bad batch? i thought it was like why this doesn't need to be i felt like this announcement the way i felt like when solo was announced it's like we don't need this why nope. are we why are you creating this show this feels i hate to say it my thought was it feels like a money grab that was a thought yep. that i had and i was like everybody loved these characters in I thought it was a misinterpretation of the yep. love for season seven of the Clone Wars that that some Disney yep. execs were like, oh, yeah, the Bad Batch episodes were super successful and they loved those. They didn't like the uh, yep. the, the Martez sisters. Right. So that means that everybody loves the Bad Batch. We better create a whole show out of this. Like I, That was my gut reaction when the show was first announced. But this has been a phenomenal animated show. Maybe yeah. maybe the best like so far we've ever had like of just of just pure storytelling starting from nothing and getting something like this first season has just been great i've loved every minute of it Mm -hmm. yeah 
and it's so cool because like you said that we we had the bad batch people <clears throat> and we had rex as a cameo but like clone wars started out having anakin skywalker and obi-wan kenobi and like all these established yeah. things this is right. this is such a thing that had characters that were mm -hmm. kind of still original mm -hmm. And they just knocked it out of the park. And it, and like you said, it went from being a money grab to who do I give money to to right. get more of this? Where are yes. my Funko's target? And like like um, season season one of Clone Wars was not very good either. Remember, right? And season one of Rebels was a little hit or miss in places, yeah. right? But this show has just started off very first season. strong and adult, and it's really good. I'm very very pleased with the show. Yep, I can't wait for Fridays. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Wednesdays, because right. Loki is phenomenal Loki's so also. good. <laughs> Y'all, Loki. Loki is so good. I know. We're going to have to start another Marvel company, too, while we're at it. <laughs> yeah. Although, I'll tell you what. We have seven episodes left of, of Bad Batch, which is, which is a lot of time. That's like two, almost two months of shows, which is great. But I, I think that we got to hear about uh, uh, an exact date for Book of Boba, because I think Book of Boba is next. Yeah, um, if I remember correctly. So I think we, we got to start hearing about, or maybe Star Wars Visions is getting like a preview at Anime Con, I think next next month or something. I feel like in the next couple weeks, we're going to get a, a date for the next project. I don't think they want to go quiet on press yeah. between shows. Yeah. Yeah. Close to the end of the show, we're, we're, we're going to get something, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, before we get out, out of here, though, I want to tell all y'all that are watching, by the way, this chat has been lovely today. Uh, we're so glad that you all spent some of your Sunday with us. We hope you come back tomorrow night for The Living Force because we are going to be catching you all up on The High Republic. This Tuesday, we have The Rising Storm and Race to Crash Point Tower coming out to start Wave 2. We'll have uh, our reviews going up on the site, uh, videos up on this channel, of course. But tomorrow night... We're going to recap for you because, come on, you read Light of the Jedi in January. You don't remember it. It's fine. A lot of stuff has happened. But we're going to tell you what happened in all the Wave 1 titles, including the comics, to make sure that you know what's going on. We're going to tell you the key events as someone who has read the books coming out this week, what you need to know. There will be no spoilers for Rising Storm. There will be no spoilers for Race to Crash Point Tower. But we'll just make sure you are ready for those books when they arrive on your doorstep on Tuesday. So that's tomorrow night, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We will see you there for a nice recap. And of course, we'll see you next weekend for more Bounty Hunt. Because my friends, that will do it for this week's episode of Bounty Hunt. Keep your eyes out for our next hunt when we'll be diving into episode 10, double digits of the Bad Batch. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson, whose support make this show possible. Go ahead and tell us all your thoughts about the Bad Batch and our Discord community and that Bad Batch channel. Keep those spoiler tags up. Y'all are doing great. And follow our main show at Living Force Pod on Twitter and all of us individually for our thoughts on all things Star Wars at Eric Eilerson, at Doc Star Wars MD, at Boss West, and if he ever decides to show up again, at C. Henkel. All right, until next time, Tick, Ricka, Kid Bin, Finnickshin, eh. Dab. You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah? Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit utini.com.